With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? It is not episode 98 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I almost screwed up the intro, but I did not. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Good job, Brett. It's me, Mary. Thank you. For... I'm back. Hello. How you doing today? Fan-freaking-tastic. Um, she's uh, going to have to struggle through this episode. She's wearing like a sweater, like a long sleeve shirt today. And yeah. it is uh, the air conditioner went out in our studio. So if you hear extraneous noise, I apologize. I don't think that any of the fans I have keeping me from literally melting uh, are, are doing that. And I was uh, rude enough to not have enough to share with everyone here. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to hopefully, uh, it's not going to affect the... The podcast, I hopefully it's not going to affect the computer, but we're going to do our best to get through this despite I, the fact I that I think it's... we'll be okay. As I said, it, it builds character. Yes, that's uh, that's that's what I've been told. Men have a higher body temperature on average too. You might need the you fans. know a lot no, about my... body temperatures. <laughs> yes, my... health and wellness. As I get older, I get interested in it. Ninety nine point one. Mine sits there all the time. Oh yeah, mine. What? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fever. Mine sits like one degree below at all times. But um, yeah, the national or the average body temperature for Americans fell and they say it's because we're more sedentary than ever. Yep. A fun fact for all of you listening. Yep, mine's always been 99. It's always set at 99.1. So mm-hmm. uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today in the heat. I'm hoping that the computer on it with us doesn't go out today, but we're going to struggle through and we're going to make it through and we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Amy Schumer uh, and, and supposed death threats relating Wait, to I the Oscars. I didn't introduce myself. Do you even like De- me? Did you not? No, I just started talking. You just talking. talking. Okay, introduce yourself. Man, he's gotten so complacent to having me on this show. You started talking. I was looking to I was looking to introduce you oh and you started talking. Lord. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimmel. I'm a writer for Timcast.com. Who has fun facts about body temperature in lieu of uh, introducing yourself. Can I just say that I've been here for a lot of episodes and I'm sort of mad that you guys are going to reach your 100th episode next week and I'm not going to be on the show. You can be on the show. Well, it's somebody else's day, though. So? We're like a dignified bunch i don't want to just like invade no. we can do something special we're we just wait and have time on um I, i've been thinking about what we're like because it's like part of it's like i don't want to make fairfax county courthouse i don't want to go spend <laughs> i don't want to amber hurt i don't want to give johnny depp and amber hurt my hundredth episode sorry our hundredth episode i do not this is a valiant cause i don't understand why you're so against it I am not against it. I'm going to convince you. Uh, You're coming whether you like it or not. uh, We'll see about that. (laughs) We we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're talking about Amy Schumer and some ridiculous uh, responses she got to like a very, very tepid joke uh, at the Oscars. It is still going on. Uh, ha 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 Hannah Claire is very sad about that we're going to talk about make the Oscars over again that's the, all I want we're, we're working on it we're going to talk about uh, the Astroworld documentary and some conflicts of interest there and we are going to discuss Heidi Montag and some very clever marketing that I didn't even pick up on until we, we looked into it further but uh, it's very very interesting and then we've got Podluck we've got a bunch of stuff so if everybody's ready are we ready to go yes we are ready Brett are you Let ready? Go. Do it. Okay. All right. So our first topic of discussion is Amy Schumer. She says she got death threats after Oscars joke. Uh, this is one of those things where I, I would normally say that they're like making it up, but 
the world is full of weirdos. Uh, I think the importance of death threats is like way overinflated. Literally everyone has gotten death threats over the internet. Am I wrong? Have you I both have. gotten them? I have. I don't think you're looking so, at me blankly. I, I guess people haven't given you death threats then. I know but it's like not a big deal. I know like, nobody even like, means it when they. I say mean, it. I've had like negative stuff said about me online, but I've never had like death threats as far as I know. Yeah. But again, like I didn't. I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I, I asked what like, we should do for the hundredth episode, and someone was like, "Literally die." Like just casual. <laughs> is that a death threat or is that a death suggestion? A suggestion. Also, you a can't, strong suggestion. You can't put that on YouTube. Logan Paul got in trouble for that, having someone dead on his YouTube channel. Yes. Anyways, I um Well that was fine, wasn't it? It wait, what? No, I think No, YouTube. that was a YouTube video. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. he showed like someone who had committed suicide yeah. in force in Japan. Um what were we talking about? So Amy Schumer great point. It's all gone now. <laughs> death threats. No, well what I was gonna say, exactly, thank you, Barry. Is that <laughs> I understand what you're saying, like the internet has given a rise to a lot of anonymous people being able to make whatever say whatever they want including death threats and that's why like the term credible death threat is sort yeah. of like the key actionable here. like credibly credible accused. like someone who is making a threat of violence towards someone who also is likely to act on that yeah mm -hmm. um it, it, not that you should ever threaten someone online. That's actually wrong. You but. shouldn't. You should. You should. You should strive for a life where you have enough to do, where you don't have to worry about like threatening people online because you care so much about uh, something that somebody else said on the internet. I just strive like, to be busier. Do you? I just think it's weird. Also, like some people make those comments under accounts, like the thrower throwaway accounts where there's like nothing. There's Joe no Schmo thirty five. Whatever. Joe like, Schmo thirty two. Eighty five. Eighty six. You're just showing that you're like a coward, right? Like yep. you won't even attach your name to what you're saying. But then the people who do make comments like that are like really negative comments under their own names, like profiles that like their friends and family can link to, like. Isn't that weird? Yep. They just don't care. I I guess not. Like yep. I just I I I can't you have imagine. to respect the confidence. That they just think nobody will care. Yeah. That that they're like, or like that they it's said like something a desperate really bid to like yep. be noticed and be relevant. They're like, if I can't be the hero, I'll be the the villain. Yeah. <laughs> so it says Amy Schumer got death threats after her Oscar co-hosting gig. The comedian told Howard Stern today, "Quote: I did a bit with Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons. Uh, does anybody know? Uh, just before we said, who the hell is Jesse Plemons? I don't know who that is. That's her husband. Gonna, you know I who everyone is. But I, I don't know who he, I, did the name. That the person was... didn't seem familiar to me. So maybe yeah, he's... that was her husband. Okay. So it says. That was. Uh, Why would she refer to him like that? Uh, no, it was Kirsten Dunst's husband, not Amy. Oh, Schumer. oh, oh! I thought. So, <laughs> so, so she did a joke. She did a bit with Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons uh, that was completely orchestrated beforehand. Remember, nothing is real in this world. Uh, even their roasts aren't real. Even even their roasts of one another aren't real. She she said to Cern on his. Are they really roasts though? I feel like they're sort of a like. It was I'm barely sort I'm of being a royal, if anything. <laughs> I'm being very generous uh, in the term roast. Uh, the joke was that I was pretending that I thought she was a seat filler, and we all worked that out together. I got death threats. The Secret Service reached out to me. This is what got me. Like, what does Kirsten Dunst have to do with our government or or, or Amy the Schumer. Secret Service? Like, if this is credible, should you be like, ah, the web of like elite th like strengthens, right? The Secret Service is monitoring. Monitoring. I her. feel like that's just a joke. It, is would Amy Schumer joke about that? I mean, she doesn't say. Or would she just like not? She know did what the say she was is. triggered and traumatized by the slap. So. It's like actually security at the event who you like hire by the hour. Yes, I, it's she's just, like, oh yeah, the Secret Service. 
Uh, so it says the trolls. Remember, anything that you don't, anybody who says anything at all that you've ever not liked is a troll. <laughs> Nobody ever has an actual credible point when they're insulting you. Everybody's a troll. That's that's the way these people see these things. Good to know. Uh, the trolls were like, "Why do you think you are?" Uh, it says, "Who do you think you are to disrespect Kirsten Dunst like that?" Said Schumer. The Secret Service uh, asked a still incredulous Stern about the law enforcement response. The Secret Service and LAPD, they the threats were that serious. To be honest, said Schumer. I actually did reach out to people I was going to joke with beforehand to make sure it was okay with them because I'm, uh, I've been burned too many times. I didn't want the camera to cut to somebody looking sad. Well, yes, we can't. Uh, we can't. I want it to look good while I made fun of people. Yes. So uh, I made sure they were okay with being made fun of by me. Held a big laugh sign I feel up. like Jesse Plemons might not have been clued in on the joke because it was actually that awkward looking. Yeah. I also like realistically awkward. feel like I didn't realize Kirsten Dunst had such an intense fan base who were like, how dare you take on? I think she was. Like, I loved you in Ever After. She, I think that was so but, like, made up. Like, that might that was Drew Barrymore that was in Ever After. I think. See, Not we can't even place her in a movie. And get no. fans so loyal that they are going to threaten anyone. I guess who that's makes an the joke, joke is that her. she's the seat filler because she's not relevant enough. anymore. She was, um, and her fans are like, absolutely not. <laughs> she was in Spider Man, um, the original. I've seen pictures yeah. of her. She's very pretty. Um, I just like don't know what she was in. That doesn't mean anything coming from me, but like. This Virgin seems... Suicides, maybe. Yeah, maybe. could be. Just, uh, That's the... a movie, and she's an actress, so it's popular. She's <laughs> she's from more like the uh, our. She would have been popular in her twenties. She's closer to my age, so she would have been more popular. I'm younger than, than like you. The... Stop lumping me into your age. In the, in the earlier in the early two thousands. Um, speaking of which, Schumer said she had much worse she could have gone with. She described them as evil, horrible roast jokes that I can't help that are in my mind, including quips about. And I love this list of like approved people you can make fun of: Joe Rogan, James Franco, and Alec Baldwin. Uh, she, so there was the the fear that she had made a joke about that she was going to make a joke about Alec Baldwin, which is of course probably shouldn't be said. I mean, I, I if you say it, go f you know do what you got to do. But I can see like you know you better be ready to handle what comes at you if if you make that joke, right? Uh, I, I can respect, like, I can see Dave Chappelle maybe going there or, uh, or somebody very, very like a Ryan Long would, would go there, but I don't see like a mainstream comedian, uh, they pick, touching. They can't pick somebody that everybody already hates yeah. to make the joke that is like that out there. Yeah. So it's, uh, she's towing the line that many comedians in the current climate are wary of when it comes to joking about certain topics. This is the Fox News article. Uh, it says, in recent Instagram posts, the Life and Beth star, 40, addressed the rumors that she had a bit prepared about the Alec Baldwin's, about Alec Baldwin's tragic rust shooting, rust shooting while hosting the 94th, Academy, uh, 94th uh, Annual Academy Awards. I also ne was never going to say Ale the Alec Baldwin joke at the Oscars, but I am saying anything I want to in my live shows. So that's fantastic so promotion. So she's just on a promo tour. She's yes. on a promo tour. Uh, and then, uh, I, I do find it funny that uh, you mentioned earlier. First of all, H Hannah Claire is not a big fan that the Oscars keep coming back up. The, but funny stuff. Keeps I'm not being... a fan of award shows in general. I'm also not a fan of the way they're hosted, and I'm also not a fan of Amy Schumer. So this is like a trifecta of yes, things that, but I don't really care about or like. There is a funny uh, bit here where it says, uh, "So Thandie Newton, who is uh, supposed to be in the upcoming <laughs> Magic Gosh. Mike sequel, I think. I don't know if this is the third one or the second it's one. The third one. It's the third one. Okay. So it says uh, she reportedly was fired. Now she has since claimed that this is not true. I don't know if this is if that's 
believable or not because this would be a hilarious reason if this was why she uh, was not no longer on the film. It says, Thandie Newton axed from Magic Mike sequel after fight with Channing Tatum over Oscars fiasco. So it's not just affecting me and Hannah Claire's working relationship arguing about uh, the Oscars. It's it's affecting a big, uh, big high-end movie studio. The ripple effects are just unbelievable. It's- I don't know why this is so personally important to people <laughs> the slap heard around the world like everyone's Weeks picking their after. corners this is like a political debate of hollywood yeah. they're like but well, the claim fall, is that where do you fall on these issues yep the claim is she's leaving voluntary voluntarily due to family issues she needs to deal the with. family issues are that they took channing um, tatum's side in the argument about the oscars yeah <laughs> so it says uh Thandie newton is reportedly fired from the new magic mike movie after getting into a heated argument on the set with channing tatum about will smith's infamous oscars smackdown of chris Rock. smackdown i'm and like <laughs> like mary said i'm picturing him in like a tearaway uniform that he's gonna pull off with like the tie that's still around his neck. <laughs> no, yeah, I was and they're saying, fighting like, and having it just like makes me so like it makes me laugh thinking about a man getting like so angry that like a vein is popping out of his forehead while he's in a velcro tuxedo <laughs> suit, and yeah. he like drives off in a huff. He's like he's like puts his hands on his hips and like partially comes off because it's so easy to. <laughs> it's like, like falling off as he's getting in the car and, and gets like, stuck in the door. And like he's and he's getting angrier because she can't take him seriously because what it looks like. She's like you're arguing with me about will smith and you're literally like your clothes are tearing off at the i feel scenes. like she wouldn't be able to take him seriously because he's arguing with her about will smith and chris rock yes and this stupid thing that we can't stop talking about so which one is more uh ridiculous arguing with someone about will smith uh or arguing with someone about will smith in a tearaway uniform for a stripper the fact that this is now like a cultural moment we'll refer to for the next five yeah. years they're like i'm very disappointed about I, this i'm also yeah. picturing them they're like they're they're talking fiscal policy ukraine it's all good they just, just go back and forth a stripper movie set but uh just yeah well yeah chilling. uh they're, they're just they're having a really good debate about about economics uh because of the you know this oh, man this inflation this recession but but did you see what happened with will smith and just it all falls apart from there shows what really the, you know gets them at their core the where the priorities really yes. lie uh in hollywood so, <laughs> uh the crew had been filming for 11 days only before their dramatic turn of events so uh, dramatic turn of events very dramatic turn of events not even sure we use that phrase when alex baldwin shot someone yes instead of a movie. uh it, it was unclear days for... into shooting and it's all over very uh also, maybe that's good because as we also know i don't really love sequels there are very few sequels that are actually worth being made so maybe maybe it's a sign that magic mike 2 which or three fair, i three three yeah are you kidding me? Your no. Fa- as the as the as the zoomers would say, your face is everything. Oh, this is so stupid. This is why I'm so grateful that other people in the world are trying to be like, we should just make movies instead of letting Hollywood yeah. do it. I, I do also like the fact that she was she thinks the argument's ridiculous, but the fact that the argument is happening on the set of a, a of a stripper movie in its third in its run. Third iteration. Like, no. That's that's where she draws the line there. I, I already drew the line and it's just continuing to cross it like this is all so horribly stupid also remember that amy schumer did say that she was uh, traumatized for and triggered. uh and triggered because of the slap um could you think she could come up with a synonym for that phrase triggered trauma traumatized, traumatized. triggered do, like do you think she has a vocabulary that could encompass no, no. like uh, other words my biggest problem with most of these people in hollywood in these industries is the buzzwords like mm-hmm. all they have to do like i i make this point really often like a lot of the stories that they tell like on tv that really annoy me 
that do actually trigger me only do that because they can't seem to find different words to use. Like, like I'll watch old stories that tell the exact, it's literally like old shows that might cover the exact same topic, but they just use language that's not so current. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing because you can tell the same story and not draw on real life experience because you're using ever like uh, evergreen language that doesn't necessarily fill your head with oh they heard that on some news site or you know or there's some college professor uh, told them that so it's that's a bummer traumatized trauma that is a big whole one. story and segment is a bummer to me I have to say well, I think she said that to be lighthearted but it just didn't land because it's Amy Schumer well that's the thing you can't tell when she is. <laughs> joking about being traumatized and triggered and when it's actually like an important thing that you know especially about in writing which is a problem when you're a comedian and people can't tell whether you're joking or not um that seems like a problem but she's the kind yeah. of person like when people don't like her stand-ups when they do poorly which as far as i know all of her stand-up specials have you know she's like need oh, i remind y'all my bleep smells like a barnyard animal like, how is that? But a then joke? it's like people just don't understand. They hate feminism. And it's like, I think you're just not funny. I think you're just not talented. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Because I, I mean, like, I don't really consume enough of her content to, like, have uh, a well versed uh, history yeah. to, like, play on if at one point she was good and she's just sort of coasted and gotten worse. She's a joke stealer, too, right? Or at least that's the That was a whole debacle. Yeah. 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 Um, Yes, Magic Mike. Ma well, I'm devastated that the third Magic Mike <laughs> is not coming out, and I'm super sad for Amy Schumer. No, they'll pull through. Don't worry. Not trying to go on a PR tour for an upcoming <laughs> comedy sp special. She just trying to let you know about what she goes through. <laughs> the the you have a very sardonic tone. Do you think she could use sardonic in a sentence? I don't. I mean, I don't want to insult her intelligence. It's just that like. When people get used to using certain key phrases yeah. like traumatized and triggered, like it stops, lo it, it it loses its meaning. Like I actually submit to you that the word triggered had a place in our vernacular at one time, yep. especially when it relates to like when you're describing um, sensory triggers that yes. set off PTSD or something, right? Yep. But now it's like in lieu of the word upset slash offended, like, and that's how slang works, right? Like we make an amalgamation of words that exist, but like I just. I don't even know if she could describe what she experienced in a more accurate way. Even she the word, has to use this generic phrase. Even the word trauma is like heavily. Uh, the, my favorite story is that when, when the negative the, experience equals trauma. Now. Yes. Um, the, the director of, of the movie uh, Terminator, uh, of the last Terminator movie that absolutely bombed, had did an article after it failed where he described the trauma of the movie <laughs> not doing well. And I'm like, as like you have officially you the humiliation, the shame. Like there are lots of words that you could use to describe these things that yeah. would capture the fact, right? Yeah. Uh, but, I, like, the trauma, first off, that's, like, him being like, I'm such a victim. You guys didn't appreciate my art. Yes. How could you not love my art the way I love my art? And, like, that is sad for you, but also not really. Yep. It does not escalate to, like, the to, to what my definition of the word trauma would mean. Well, he killed uh, John Connor in the first five minutes of the movie. So, as far as I'm concerned, he deserves all the ridicule he can get. So, that's that's fine. That's off the subject. I'm just saying trauma in that sense. It's like they said, like, those words, like, they don't know any other words because they're pulling from buzzwords that they, uh, you know, that they use on a regular basis. And the meaning is so distorted that it kind of means nothing. I wonder if this comes from the age of, like, writing, of, of the fact that you're texting it more than you you are just speaking in the real world and most of this stuff uh, like they're consuming it through yeah social... when she said that it was in her instagram caption yeah like i wonder if it's like it's they're like they'd have a harder time phrasing their sentences like i'm like that i'm far more eloquent written than i am spoken mm -hmm. um but it's like you know there's there's things where i write where i'm like i would have loved if i would have been able to pull that 
you know, that conversation together in, uh, in a natural way, but I'm just not capable of it. But a lot of people are that way this, these days, just because you're on your phone so much. I think it might have to do with that and our reliance on texting and like getting points across inefficient as efficiently as possible. But I also think it might have to do with how, um, academia is, has become sort of the weapon of, you know, more, polarized thinking or people who have a bias so you have to use our language that we define in these academic ways to be in on like signaling to us that you know and have an understanding and the jargon becomes this gateway to entry into these conversations that like if you don't use the language the way they want you to you know you obviously are showing some kind of ignorance and and they Um, obfuscate the language anyways because so many uh so much of the language we have today the didn't mean the same thing five years ago ten years ago depending on who you're talking no and i think that's a function of the internet and how quickly like when we think of the development of slang over time it took much 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 longer in part because communication took much longer i mean you would have interpersonal conversations but like if you lived in minnesota and i lived in the northeast and i was writing to you a letter with the cool slang of my neighborhood you wouldn't get it till weeks later, and it yep. might take a really long time for you to pick it up. Yep. Um, the internet has definitely sped up how quickly we go through slang. Yep. I don't know. We'll just uh, support poor Amy Schumer and her, and her jokes that didn't work. Traumatized and triggered. There, yes. There was a line in this article that uh, really shook me up inside. <laughs> <laughs> the shakeup came after a legion of horny middle-aged women stormed the set in an effort to get a glimpse of Tatum in costume as an oiled-up male stripper. What does that have to do with? I just don't. I wanted to share that mental image so that I didn't have to suffer alone. (laughs) Um, Before we conclude, I just wanted to add that. Hannah Claire's face right now. She's like, now am I suffering? I don't know. Are you traumatized? Never been so (laughs) interested in meeting a celebrity that I have stormed where they're working. Like that's so weird. weird. That's uh, one of the funniest things about doing the show is like I'm forever baffled by like worship cult like the worship culture of celebrities because it's like, it, it, like we were you were talking she didn't know it she had to explain to me what sim I didn't know that simp stood, stood for something but she had no clue that shipper meant something that was like short for relationship look at you kids sharing your slang yes See, this is how language develops yep. for the better or worse and and it's like those people like those are the same types of people that are obsessed with celebrities and like like what did you say about shippers like they they leave messages for... Uh, yeah, there was some article I read today about stands who DM a celebrity knowing that they won't get a reply as kind of their own version of a journal entry. Weird. Like it's a low pressure way of like one sided communication. That is so weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like imagine being a celebrity and having to like know that you're not going to respond because you know it won't. The weirdest thing about like shippers or stands of like especially celebrity couples this weird story i've ever heard that i still think is kind of funny is so people will make these like instagram accounts that are fan accounts of a relationship which like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of funny could you imagine if you're just dating someone they're like i love it i'm gonna make a public (laughs) account where you steal your pictures and talk about how cool you guys are like i guess that's cool but it's sort of weird but i guess there's um, tom holland and zendaya ones that i see all the time i was i saw this clip of an interview where camilla Cabello. Me and her had this. I was like, the L's are silent. I'm trying to think about it. It's Camila Cabello, yeah. Is this who I'm thinking The L's of? are silent. No, only Camila Mendez was on a late night talk show. Oh, she got on, married? No, no, no. She is an actress who's on Riverdale or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. been in Palm Springs, which I really like. And she was saying that, like, people think 
Camilla, whatever her name is, Cabello, Cabello, whatever. Cabello. And Sean Mendez, like, I guess they're broken up now, but like they were a couple. And so people would come to her Instagram thinking it was like a fan account for this couple. Oh. And she didn't know what to do with the comments, which I actually just like <laughs> That's funny. a hilarious repercussion of this weird internet trend. Uh, the weird internet. I don't know what to do with it. So that stuff's always weird to me. This like, I just, I'm waiting until like someone we know has like, like one random like ship account or stand ship what do you call them relationship account, fan yeah. account where they're like this is great <laughs> it's coming i don't know someday that will happen all right Astro World documentary concert crush sparks fight in lawsuit this is uh this was very very interesting because uh at first i was like just the documentary there was a documentary made like almost uh what, what, something we covered on this channel like somebody had like a documentary done like a week after the incident which is just really uncomfortable like how the heck did you pull well, it I together think probably, that fast i don't know I, I covered this pretty seriously for the Tim Cast site, especially when it was happening. Uh, there's a chance that they were making a documentary about this concert anyways. And, and then, then we're like, about oh, the... we now know how to edit it. Can you... Why would you make a documentary about Astro World in the first place? Is it that interesting? Well, they make it's sort concert of documentaries are fairly common. Yeah, they feel like concert documentaries are fairly common. It's kind of interesting because it was something Travis Scott started on his own, like because mm -hmm. he feels very dedicated to the city of Houston. I also would be interested if they were following Travis Scott so he had several other allegations like he has been indicted for like causing i can't remember what the charge is but like mass disruption for like encouraging fans at concerts in different states to rush to the stage he's facing mm -hmm. multiple lawsuits including one in new york manhattan court where a man was thrown from a third story balcony because the crowd was so rowdy and there was so wow. little security and the and like the lawsuits on him now like total over a billion dollars yeah it's um, insane in so the name of like reviving punk rock culture or something but in rap kind, i mean yeah i mean kind of he's i think just, that is kind of what he's part trying of his to do brand. i don't um, know i but i it's think so that's corporate giving him, that it's not i think that's clicking. giving him too much credit like i think the punk movement is really interesting but i don't think that's what this is i think this is like um a lack of regard for like your responsibility as a creator and performer he might just like he starts his concert and maybe he doesn't feel like he wants to do it but when he gets performing you can't turn that off and sure. that's just, it's part well, of also there's is. no but yeah. there's no evidence to say that he like actually i mean i haven't seen it yet i'm really waiting for the court proceedings to go on uh like that he carefully mapped out how much security was needed to like but the security left right this is the third year that Since show's gone on it, there have been issues Every single year at Astroworld, yep. do you, including do you like know he has a about, history of this. like people okay. coming onto the stage and like telling him what was happening and him ignoring it. It was Is that crazy. True? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like, I don't know about onto the stage, but like people would, you know, at concerts you like lift people up onto your shoulders. Like they would the whole there was like footage on especially it circulated Twitter in the days afterwards of the, ch the whole crowd chanting stop the show and him going on mm -hmm. and he was like i was in the zone i was in the moment which like you want to believe except like things happened afterwards like there was a video of a girl they'll have these big towers where security will sit and like kind of watch what's going on in radio saying like mm -hmm. there's a fight breaking out or whatever and a girl climbed up that there's been a couple of them but i remember this one this girl climbed up and was like there are people being tramp like trampled down there you have to call the ambulance you have to and they're like get down get down like pushing her back into the mm -hmm. crowd there's also like uh kylie jenner was there sorry i happened to i haven't have a lot of information about this so i have Thank to you. use it right now there's like 
video so kylie jenner like posted a video from the stage like being like look brad his concert okay. and there's an ambulance trying to get through the crowd and then she took it down afterwards because like yeah. okay. they were they could see what was happening and they chose like it's well it i would understand if travis scott didn't know what was happening if he were wearing one of those earpieces they have that, to wear like, the he can only yeah there was himself. smoke like you want to give him the benefit of the doubt but because he has an established history the of lights are facing him regulations like i just feel like there is a pattern of like negligence yeah. here and at a certain point like yeah we can forgive and we can ex assume that like some things were an accident but like you also have to take responsibility for being willfully i bet he ignorant. thinks that that just adds some like badass chaotic artistic energy to it or something and we've covered, stupid like that he has started what two he's he's done a, a multitude of like brand trying to rebuild his brand through charity work since then or at least beyond the stuff that he was already and doing. some of it has come up in the lawsuit yes uh but here the, but what i found interesting about this article was it says astro world documentary concert crush sparks fight and lawsuit live nation is raising red flags about the movie which is partly produced by lawyers repping the victims so that is uh, that feels to me like a slight conflict of interest in a way uh that the people who are whose um financial compensation uh, is dependent on how this goes and this could absolutely sway public opinion i don't and I totally also think there's a media gag that... in place so that sort of might be in violation of something that's already i'm not saying legally i don't know if there is i'm saying it feels that way to me i that feel they're... like it would be skewed in whoever like the favor of whoever has the most money which would be travis scott right so maybe this is just balancing the scales i don't know if he can even make a documentary so, that makes him look like the good guy in this case so he's done a couple things like he's made some public he's done some interviews and he also sent out a big email blast offering like mental health support to yep. people who are at the concert and that came up in court because they were like there's a media gag and he's contacting the victims offering them like yeah. charitable services yep. and like all of the lawyers because there's like thousands of people involved in this lawsuit and the lawyers so there's like a fair amount of lawyers at this point like they all filed out past the press without talking because again there's a media gag in place so in some ways this might come up to bite them if they are actually involved in it because they might be violating the media gag so it says an upcoming documentary over the tragedy at Astroworld has become the latest flashpoint in the massive lawsuit over the deadly festival with live nation warning a judge that it might taint the jury pool with concert crush set to release in texas theaters this week attorneys for live nation told the judge handling the case on friday that it was important she be aware of the movie in particular they flagged the fact that it was produced by Ricardo Ramos, an attorney who represents victims in the case. The involvement of plaintiffs, lawyers in the film, and the publicity the filmmakers and producers are trying to generate for it raises significant issues about efforts to taint the jury pool, wrote Neil Mann, Live Nation's top lawyer on the case. Uh, Live Nation, Travis Scott, and others facing billions in potential liability over the crowd crush incident during the rapper's November 5th performance in the Texas in the Houston Festival, which left 10 dead and hundreds more injured. The case accuses Astroworld's organizers of being legally negligent in how they planned it and conducted the how they planned and conducted the event lawsuits filed by thousands of victims have been consolidated into a single large case which remains at the earliest state at the earliest stages early flashpoints have centered around whether scott violated the gag order as anna claire mentioned uh imposed on Guys, the case I'm so on the ball he is uh and which attorneys should be given leadership roles for the victims a trial date is not set now this is uh, another thing that i found interesting because uh it says concert crush is directed by charlie min who labeled himself as quote a victim driven documentary filmmaker uh, and has previously made films about the 2017 Las Vegas massacre and other mass tragedies beyond involvement of Ramos the film also features interviews with Tony Busby and Brett Kuhn 
uh, two prominent Texas attorneys who have repped hundreds of the Astroworld victims in the case. Uh, in response to filings on Monday, multiple victims' attorneys fired back at Live Nation's complaint. Robert C. Hilliard, who did not participate in the movie, but was mentioned as a potential interviewee, blasted Live Nation's lawyers for filing a transparent tattletale letter which, uh, with a sky-is-falling urgent tone. Hilliard suggested the attorneys were perhaps hoping to distract the court from their own clients' criminally, criminally negligent conduct in the deaths and injuries of so many. I really thought the idea of, uh, may, maybe this is just me. I mean, I understand that uh, documentaries, you know, uh, it's not, I guess it's not out of the question, but I feel like it's weird to like label yourself as like a, a tragedy. like As victim driven. As victim it- I yeah. go back and forth on this. Go ahead. Um, well, it seems similar to like disaster tourists who go to on site of of you know natural disasters yep. or massacres, and it's framed as some kind of humanitarian effort, but in reality, they're kind of cashing out on the attention it gets. Yeah, them. I think the thing is, we might think of a documentarian in the same way we think of like journalism, and there's a certain standard for like fact based reporting. Yeah. And, but I actually think you could think of documentarians as more of an op ed piece. Like if you had a column, a person who was writing a weekly column that's just their opinion. Yeah. Like a documentarian, as far as I know, is actually under no like ethical obligation to not frame their perspective. In fact, framing the perspective of the documentary of the job. gives it the narrative structure it needs yeah. to be interesting. It says, well, May, well Min's films, uh, Crush included, largely focused on survivors of these shootings. The director has been accused of sensationalizing tragedy and exploiting trauma for profit. So that's where a big, I'm sure, for a lot of it is like people take issue with the fact that this is his livelihood, right? So uh, this is just uh, some stuff. Uh, these are some tweets that were pulled together about it. It says, uh, a Facebook post from Charlie Min about fueling his anger, uh, about fueling his anger, his films represent innocent people, but he's willing to sell another movie. If only you saw the creepy messages he was sending others you're exploiting char uh, trauma charlie you're creepy and gross uh, it says, and it just goes on. Last year, El Paso-based photographer Jorge Salgado took to Twitter with screenshots of derogatory messages from Min. The post quickly sparked discussion of Min's ethics, as well as allegations that the that the filmmaker potentially harassed interview subjects. So you know he needs his story, uh, just like a, I guess like you'd say, like a dogged reporter who wants to continually get uh, to the bottom of something. But uh, if you're if doing that involves a lot of discussions with people who have been through something extremely traumatic, you know that's not the same as harassing. Uh, the CEO of of BP for a, a comment about his about their latest oil spill. This is very very different. Um, it needs to be treated with the nuance uh, due to something like that. So it says, students at the University of El Paso, Texas, where Min has guest lectured, were particularly vocal. Some took to Twitter to question the school giving him the platform. Uh, I, to be completely honest, I disagree with the idea of not giving him his platform. I, I'm more um, uh, in the camp of saying that in the, uh, I guess we, we talked about the marketplace of ideas recently, but uh, that you just simply, if you don't agree, you either tell you tell them you don't agree and you have the discussion or you ignore it uh, but I don't agree with taking away the platform from someone but this uh, this is a tweet that came through it said he came and spoke at one of my classes right after the shooting a girl in the class had a family member in the hospital who had been shot and she told him this and she told him this and he kept harassing her for an interview so you know it's, it's uh, a sensitive situation when it involves minors like that I don't really know well, this is college it- um this was the University was? of El Paso, so it would have been a college okay, student. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, it says, you are really allowing this kind of person to come on campus and speak during classes. Charlie Min is a danger to any student. Okay, I, that, again, I think that's becoming hyperbolic. I think uh, annoyance, uh, definitely disrespectful, possibly, but not, I don't think, I don't see that as being annoyance. Uh, Min's alleged behavior calls the integrity of Concert cr Crush into question. Uh, the film could potentially give the, uh, the families of the asteroid victims a much-needed platform. It could also sensationalize the tragedy. Uh, I mean, the media... Maybe Since it can accomplish both. It could, you know, this is a, like I said, this is a very nuanced type yeah. of thing to be involved with. Like, I would, like, realistically, if you're going to make documentaries for a living, you're going to have to cover subject matter that is going to be uh, controversial because that's where the most interesting type of, you know, there's special interest pieces. Like, I love documentaries on how stuff are, uh, about how stuff is made, but that's not how you're going to make a living if you're making one, two films a year. Uh, so, you know, or a film a year, whatever somebody mm -hmm. like this is doing. And you can't aim to just report the facts. You have to add your spin on it. Exactly. Because people can find the facts by reading. Exactly. So uh, I, I just thought this was a very interesting thing in, in a very, very complex case that we've covered several. Like, I'm just like, we talked about the, the Oscars keep coming up. And this is like, you're never realistically, this is going to go on for years. I'm sure the trial won't be uh, anytime soon. But do you guys uh, have any objection to him making a movie about about such an incident? No, and I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it? <laughs> this is interesting. Yep. I'm, not, I'm not on principle against uh, him making a movie about Absolutely it. Not, and yeah. in fact, like, you know, it's probably something that deserves to have a movie made about it. Yep. Um, obviously, his treatment of, like, those in involved, you know, that might speak to his character and whether I would, you know, want to support his work in the future. Uh, really what concerns me, and again, mostly because... I think this deserves to go to trial if I give you my honest opinion is that the lawyer is that one lawyer is on there as a producer it probably would have been better if he disclosed this to the court like yeah. I understand the tattletale comment coming from the other lawyers but like he either should have recused himself from the case excused himself from the movie or disclosed it to the judge I think that's sort of a bad professional judgment that's more where my concern lies yep so I, I don't know if this is distasteful, but I think it would be really interesting if the documentary touched on. Well, I don't think it's going to, but it would be interesting if it touched on the theories that the festival uh, turned out this way as some kind of ritualistic violence or sacrifice yeah, on the, the crowd. There's a lot of people who talked about like the symbolism in and the like consumer the... culture and yeah, like spiritual degradation, stuff like that. Yeah. Well when this first started, I don't know how much you guys followed it, but there was a security guard who it seemed like had gotten injected with something. And so when the news Whoa, literally really? started to break about this, it was like people hospitalized like four people hospitalized five people hospitalized 20 people hospitalized 100 people injured like death and it just kept growing and they had never clarified what happened to that security guard as far as i know That's it's fine strange. but there was a moment where it seemed like it might be like kind of like a mass poisoning or a mass like overdose of mm. like someone walking through with needles and injecting people and that did happen that, that happened it seemed to have happened to the security guard but it, did, it did not appear to have happened to anyone else so Dr there wasn't to be drugs? clear there's no reason to suggest there are drugs at that concert there were people no i'm who, saying there wasn't the there wasn't the the multiple people getting needle getting as far needle. as i know and to the best of my knowledge i like really want to be clear about this it all of the deaths involved have to do with asphyxiation due to the crush yeah exactly and it does not have anything like there were people there who were on drugs and who we're seeking medical attention, but it does not have anything to do with what this would be subject to. Because there was a fear that this is like 
going to start being a crazy trend of people just walking around and poisoning people at big events. One of, one of the first memes that I saw before all the details came out was somebody was like, it was like an article headline that says like somebody going around like injecting people with drugs at, at Astro and so he's like, where do I, where did I, why can't I end up, ever end up going to the cool concerts? I think that's what they were talking about. Like, how is this a thing? Like the, the well, joke and it was, was like, like the chaos of like, we've been in COVID for so long. We're finally starting to get large scale events again. And then it's like, people don't know how to act. People yeah. don't know how to act. So it's like, I'll just stab you with some drugs. Yeah. Like that's crazy that's that was the old joke about like dare would tell you like be careful people are going to just offer you drugs and that's like they're i'm gonna offer my, it to you they're going to stab you with them. like uh, nobody has ever just offered me drugs that's not <laughs> that's <laughs> really i don't think that you understand that's, that's not a thing that's like people will offer to sell them to you maybe but nobody's gonna, like come up and give you it's drugs that's uh it's uh that was a chris rock bit too where he talks about it. he's like, he's like I'm, in my, I'm, in my, I'm 30 years old ain't nobody ever sold me drugs <laughs> i bought drugs Drugs sell themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think I think it's worth, like, having a better understanding of what's going on with the Astroworld stuff. And, you know, Travis Scott, like, will give him the benefit of the doubt, but, like, he has a weird history. I thought the way, like, he handled his first interview, he did an interview that went to YouTube with, um, like, someone you would know if I could remember their name. And... It was, like, very staged. They're in, like, an undisclosed location where everything's, like, beige and modern. And, like, he was in this weird predicament where he couldn't apologize for what happened because that's a can be considered admitting guilt. Right. But also, like, yeah, you know. Let the corporate speak I don't speak know begin. that it was, like, anyone really wanted to hear from you right now because, like, yeah, I think... I can't remember the timeline exactly, but it was either right after or just before the youngest victim, who was like eight years old, yeah. uh, died. Like he had been hospitalized and had been on a ventilator, as far as I know. And I'm shocked it's just that like someone crazy. that age would even be at the event. He that, might have been eleven. No, he, he was, was younger. He was, he was, he was under ten. He was, he, was, he was between. I think he was. I think he was eight or nine. Yeah. And yeah, I had the same reaction, which was like, "Well, what is who is taking their child slash younger brother?" And that's the thing too. Like that's why it's important to acknowledge that, to me at least, that. There was a history. There, was, it wasn't like this is was a one-time thing. Previous Astro Worlds had 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 in, mm -hmm. uh, incidents with security issues and other concerts. He's literally been brought, like brought, charges have been brought against him for recklessly endangering the crowd. Yeah. Like, it is an interesting way to then be like, oh, but I'm offering you, I'm partnering with um, mental like, health service company. Does a, it make any sense? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know that that's enough. Yep. I don't know. We will, we will see. This is definitely going to be coming up more. There will be more news to this coming up very soon, I am sure. All right. Heidi Mont. This this might be my favorite story today because <laughs> of how much came out of it. Uh, Heidi Montag was not promoting single-use jeans. Here's what it was really about. So all the articles that I found uh, originally said Heidi Montag gets slammed for, <laughs> for promoting single-use jeans. And, and that I was like, at first, you know, we're in a world now where I'm like, Single, of course, single-use jeans. That sounds I didn't like a, even question that, it. That sounds like a thing. I mean, you I do, can't even understand what single-use jeans are. You just, you I just, thought it would be like leggings. Like all jeans something. are single-use if you're that frivolous. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I was like, you know, I, I buy my white shirts and then I throw them away after like one or two wearings because they just never come out because they're so thin. Yeah, they're, you're wasteful, Brett. Yeah, that doesn't mean I. We should work on doing laundry. But, they're they're made to be undershirts though, so they never come out. Yeah, as, but you should I don't just buy a higher quality white T-shirt and wash it. Well, 
I don't want to do that. So uh, you're I part of the problem. Wasteful it is. Pop um, culture crisis host slammed like, for ridiculous <laughs> use of white t-shirts, pop, polluting pop, the ocean. I am pop culture climate crisis. That's oh what it is. God. So it says uh, <laughs> it has nothing to do with denim. So it says uh, correction. Heidi Montague was not uh, promoting single-use jeans. In fact, she was highlighting the absurdity of our disposable culture. Because you know what you do when you're not a celebrity anymore. You become an activist. That's what you do. Apparently, that, she's celebrity enough to be a representative for this organization. She's supposed so. to be Madonna. They've got to meet because it's probably not that big of an organization, right? So they're like, who can, who's like on her level that would work with us? It's, uh, I mean, they could, they probably tried Lady Gaga. And Lady Gaga's like, I mean, I might have a problem with it if you were making meat products, but, you know, she wore the meat dress, right? Or am I, am I misremembering that? But they would be mad at her for doing that, right? Yes. Like uh, world hunger organizations would be mad at her for that. Because yeah, but food. Heidi Montag more recently has been spotted by paparazzi literally just chomping on a raw bison heart. I have that here. I have that so, here. Heidi Montag reveals... What? Yes. She, uh, she's super into it. It says she reveals the, the reason for, behind her raw meat diet. And it should say she's eating uh, she's eating liver for life. Extreme carnivore Heidi, Heidi Montag has been eating raw meat in public for not Is for the attention. Like a desperate attempt to get back into the spotlight? I know you just no, said it's it was supposedly like a for, remedy, like natural remedy yeah, for fertility problems. I know people who do that. but It's like, kind of a vibe. It's uh, I don't know. to I just be like chomping on raw meat in the streets. I do like the idea that she doesn't do it at home. She only does it in public for the attention. It's yeah, kind of, it's kind of like the meat version of a vegan who loves to tell you that they're a vegan constantly. It's a carnivore who it, loves to show you she's like, a carnivore. He's like, dude, she's like, look at this bison heart I'm eating. Look at this bison heart. It's so healthy. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have like nine kids now because of this like, bison where did heart. Where she get it? You know, because like if you're like chomping on a burger in the street, you probably bought it near you she's um, like carrying she has a personal bison heart dealer. she's carrying this like around on ice for when she gets hungry like <laughs> granola bars like, could never with a cooler behind her on wheels that's that that would be or she, she just has like a hunter that goes with her everywhere and, and just and goes and like throws us so throws like a spear wait but so warm. she partnered with Oceana. Yeah, so we'll, we're go, we'll go back to that. So yes. it says... Uh, but they, they are like, we're just into the ocean. We don't care what you do with the land creature. <laughs> so yeah. It says, a rep for Oceana and Ocean Conservation... one raw fish and they're like, you're out. We're picking our battles here. Yes. A rep for Oceana, an ocean conservation organization, told 2Fab that supposed ad campaign for single-use denim was in fact satire and intended to expose how stupid single-use plastic bottles are and, detriment and how detrimental using them is for our planet. Because, like I said, you always go and become an activist when you're when you're singles. What was the name of the song that you loved? Wait, what? You said you loved oh, one of her super songs. Oh, super yeah. no, superficial. When superficial isn't topping the charts anymore, you become an activist for a conservation group. Okay, but let me counter this. I is it Oceana? I can't even say this name. Oceana. Oceana. Um, what if she's wearing jeans that are made of recycled bottles? That was what where they... does that fall into the like calculation? I was in an H and M one time, and like there was a a guy with his girlfriend, and she's like walking around the men's section, being like, "What do you think of this shirt?" or "What do you think of this?" And she pulls off this hoodie, and she's like, "What do you think of this?" You know, obviously just just asking him. And he picks up the tag, and he's like, "Made of recycled materials? No, no, I'm not wearing any plastic bottles." <laughs> That's amazing. I thought it was an amazing response to like. <laughs> environmentalism says oceana points out how the outrage over the wastefulness of single-use jeans montague pretended to promote should be really directed towards single-use plastic bottles i am sure that all of these same people are now going to to just march on over to 
Pepsi, Pepsi Cola uh, on Twitter or to Coca Cola wow. on Twitter, and are like, you know what, Heidi Montag was right. We do hate the fact that your bottles are only used one time. I love that the whole campaign is just centered around getting people to sign a petition that's not going to do anything. Well, and then everyone was mad at Heidi. So the thing about like having a witty, fun joke is that like if then people don't get it, and you have to like send out a press release being like, this is what we meant. Like you have wasted a lot of money on a campaign. It's like, yes. Do you remember the other day I mentioned the Burger King one? Um, where they had the, they ran the, the genius campaign that headlined on women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, it, look, it, it was a, it was a scholarship for uh, female. They said there is a large gender disparity between men and women in the, in the, in the, what would you call it? The, in the commercial food service. In the food service. In, yeah. Well, not, I think they're talking about like a Le Cordon Bleu type stuff. People who are actually. What actual, does that have to do with Burger King? But, but, cause, uh, cause it was. It a probably extends to all regions, all realms of the industry. I, I think it's all tiers of food service but they were burger, talking about so yeah. burger king was saying that they were the the scholarship was to like send i think like people who work for the company to like go become real chefs or whatever oh, but okay. because the headline read women belong in the kitchen all that they got yeah. was just venom and vitriol from from twitter and i'm just like no this is where the question is you say it worked but you didn't even know what the we didn't even know what the what the we have a vague idea though but, yeah i actually think that does make sense in a way that this one doesn't seem to like I understand you want to be a little bit edgy so people are like, what? And they sort of rage click on it and then they come to think about what you're talking about. So the Burger King one, I could like get behind. Like I could understand they're like, women belong in the kitchen. And it's like, you're saying women don't deserve to have successful professional careers because that's anti-modern culture. Yes. Um, With this one, it seems like they missed the mark in a way that like might just kind of make this a wash. Like we're not talking about single-use plastic bottles. We're talking about... Heidi Montag and now we're going to talk about her bison heart thing like, it just it, it did something for her career but it did not really help the ocean uh, it says singles are made of a proprietary blend of form-fitting cotton and recycled plastic in theory uh, I would try them out however sure. as many social users pointed out the idea of single-use jeans seems to be far from environmentally friendly uh, un uh, unsurprisingly Montag was ripped for the campaign with many uh fans but she's even... used to that she's like of the all press is good good yes. press right she, she's from mm -hmm. that first generation uh, my, fun fact my mom loved the show the hills loved it uh, so funny. uh <laughs> it was so unlike anything she watched but for some reason it, that was like uh, her own uh, that was like her guilty pleasure it was her guilty pleasure uh the most idiotic thing I, this is just they're talking about twitter users the most idiotic thing i've seen in a while makes you look desperate for attention under this post, there's like, they quote a comment that says, this is so wasteful, OMG. Another comment, another commented, Heidi, you really lost yourself. Like, yes. was she known for her environmentalism pre this <laughs> what, weird campaign? Was she really in control of herself heavily beforehand? You lost yourself when you came up with the, oh, my, oh wait, that's on brand for you. I, I do love the, uh, like, you know, like celebrities, they don't care. Like you get to a certain point where you get so much attention that like, I, I don't know if, if it's narcissism on our point as fans of people uh to think that that person gives a crap what we think about them yeah, or, i think heidi is doing just fine yeah. I was gonna say, or counterpoint she you know they never were able to successfully parlay their own reality tv show and so every once in a while they need to make a bid to be relevant again yeah. so she doesn't actually care if this campaign is successful as long as her name trends on twitter well heidi <laughs> argues that her whole music career was sabotaged on purpose by lady gaga she does um, sound like lady gaga I, mean, I, I don't really know how, but I, I do like the idea of an evil Lady Gaga up in a very like high tower 
with like lightning and thunder <laughs> silhouetting her as she like plans her. There's like a coat closet in the background with all her ridiculous outfits, and she's sitting there like, "I will not be successful if Heidi Montag hits another gets another hit single." And then she's like sending out her minions to do their bidding to to sabotage Heidi Montag, yeah. who I wouldn't have remembered See, if it wasn't for this article. I feel like this is just an example. That's just an example of someone who wants to be more famous, linking their name to someone famous. So you have to be like Google Heidi Montag like music career and figure out if she was in line with lady gaga like i i respect the attempt to stay relevant um another person slammed the brand as an in poor taste and toxic to consumers and the environment while other users added uh if this company honestly thinks it's a sustainable product <laughs> it needs to buy a dictionary and look up what sustainability actually means which means that none of these people did the bare minimum which is what we did which was go to the website click on the website and have yeah. it but that's what i mean about this like do you remember for a while was it PETA was doing like i'd rather go naked than wear fur and it would be like naked celebrities laying yes. on couches or something got milk is still the weirdest ad campaign i've ever seen in I've my never entire understood life that one. Oh, yeah. but like then you kind of understood what the point of like it's shocking mm -hmm. they're not wearing clothing but like you understood it's like don't use animal furs for clothing we don't like that mm -hmm. whereas this one they like make a fake company and they make a fake brand and I don't know what organization she's actually working with, and I don't actually understand what the message is. The real, uh, uh, the real winner would be the person who actually comes in and makes single-use jeans, uh, and now creates a company and, and calls it doubles rather I than stand singles. By. <laughs> Every jean company is single-use if you decide to live that way. If you get, if if they're like, if you're rich enough, every jean can be single-use. Like, it's, what's the the joke? The meme says like, I I aspire to one day be rich enough where the price of beef jerky doesn't upset me. Like that's kind of where I'm looking to get in life one day is where I can look at a bag of beef jerky. And like, I don't I think can, Heidi is there yet. No, she's, not, she's not quite there yet. So, but on the website, you, it has her ad, which they used on Vimeo, which is my favorite part that somebody still uses Vimeo. I, I know artists still use Vimeo. Uh, it says single use jeans are a bad idea, just like single use plastic bottles. Uh, and it brings you to the petition, which, as Mary said before, in the history of petitions, exactly none have ever, uh, at least <laughs> online petitions, have ever done anything. At least uh, not. We'll have to check on that. Have any petitions ever accomplished something? Uh, not, not anything. The thing is, like some petitions, like in some attached to like government structures, like if you have a petition and this many people sign it, you get on the ballot or if you have a petition I, i'm like, speaking more of change.org if, if change.org is like sign our petition they're just collecting your data and nothing <laughs> right. they, they have no authority to enforce anything we could sign right? this petition just adding right you now. to an email list yeah it doesn't make any sense so maybe that's where i get all my like uh, i i get like at least 10 to 20 messages a year from like different it's like we're with the 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 louisiana democratic pack yeah and we want to we want to sign you up and i'm like how did they get my number gave your information to change.org and they're just selling I it i have never in my life given my information to change.org and i actually find that offensive like well, I, <laughs> I am not changing any petitions to sign anything that's, maybe you're just meant to move to louisiana i don't know what to tell maybe you. that's what it is it says we are demanding this is about the the petitions we are demanding that the major soft drink bottlers and companies including coca-cola pepsico nestle dannon and dr and dr pepper snapple group uh i didn't know that was a thing the dr pepper snapple group. oh you didn't yeah uh, i mean I, I thought dr pepper was owned by a their pepsi or coke uh so uh give a give the option to buy their product in a refillable bottle instead of a throwaway single-use plastic bottle that's what they should be doing they're saying um i mean maybe i have like a soda stream so it's a like fair point like we have a throwaway culture and i guess if you if you want to get deep about it i this is just saying that we have like throwaway attention spans that yeah i'm aren't not worth anything anymore too. yeah i'm not like 
no, I must keep, I like using a reusable water bottle. I think everyone should do it. But like, first off, you shouldn't be forced into doing it by a weird campaign that doesn't make sense. And second off, like, I don't understand this business model. So if I go to the grocery store and I buy a bottle of Coke, I then go back to the grocery store to fill it up. Like, what does that mean? I really think it would be glass bottles. And you would return them to them. Like, the Coke version of the milkman is going to come pick up the glass (laughs) bottles from my house and take them home and then, like, bring them back? Likely you bring them into, like, a certified reseller. Um, Like like me, I have, uh, have, like... At that point, like, why not just say, like... I don't think they thought that far ahead, though. Like, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) That's worse. Now we have to have certified refillers that then have to, like, expand across the country. Or, like... Why don't you just have people buy the two liter bottles and then pour them into their own reusable bottles? So that, like, look, we're not going to get rid of plastic bottles altogether, but we're at least going to, like, this doesn't make any sense. So, like, it's a weird campaign tied to not a, like, I understand they want it to be an actionable, like, catch attention of, you know, whatever, and, like, have a specific suggestion. Because it's it's just, like, do something different. Like, that's, what are they going to do? Like, any company Mm -hmm. can then be like, oh, yeah, we saw it and we pledged to be better. And there's no like yeah, and actual then after the campaign is over, how do you tell whether it was successful? Right. Or not? If it's just a yes, we'll mm-hmm. be more green. Like they could say anything, and I understand that this is an effort to have like something that they can be like, you did not implement our reusable bottle. Yeah. But also that request doesn't actually seem to be a viable option for businesses i think it's just run by somebody who's like a milkman in a former life and he misses the days of being a milkman if this was a bring back milkman petition i'd be i'd be all sign it yeah i'm for it but this doesn't make any sense and is not useful also having milkman means that you have a local dairy which means that you're supporting a small farm Mm -hmm. like you want a megacorp to buy more land to house redistribution centers in small towns like I don't. I've know. got like a. I've got like a soda stream that I've has like this more CO- are upset about this than I realized I would. <laughs> I've got like a soda stream that has like the CO two container and like you get a discount when you bring like to bring it back in because they're so expensive to buy so they make it more affordable like hoping that you don't just throw away the empties uh, and stuff like that. Maybe they want to do something like that where you get a discount if you bring the the reusable bottles in to to buy more. It's just I like I don't understand how this like. You don't buy soda at like when Starbucks sells you a like reusable cup or like you get their, yeah. you know, you buy their item and then you can use it and you get like a discounting drink or I don't remember how it works. Like then you go to any Starbucks and the system stays in place, right? But you could buy a Coca Cola product at a movie theater, at a mall, at a restaurant, like, and they're all supposed to honor this will refill your bottle system. Like you said, uh, they, it doesn't I don't make think, any sense to me. I don't think they've thought this far ahead. But uh, yeah, no. by gosh, I give him an A for well, uh, like a, I give him like a B minus for effort. No, 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 this is a terrible effort. Like they spent money on all of this, and this is well. The goal was as many people as possible put their email address into the field, and then you send emails like spam emails to all of them so that you get more donations. I guess so. It's, I mean, uh, that sounds good job. I don't know if that's actually going to work, but that was the goal. Doesn't make any sense to me. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Hannah Claire has made her point heard on this issue. I just like I, from both a fundraising and business. We're like, talking you out today with these topics. Yep. I feel I didn't fine. Know I just like don't I, I think all of these things are dumb. It's making me more cynical than I normally am. Yes. I I don't get this at all. Also, like is anyone like I now feel more environmentally conscious thanks to this weird campaign that didn't make any clear sense. I don't know. So it was poor messaging from the start. I think it's a wasted opportunity, but, you know, who cares what I think? I I wasn't going to sign their petition anyways. I will sign the milkman, bring back local milkman petition. That is our hope, that we bring back the milkman. 
that's the thing. Why don't people care about things that I care about? That, that's the problem. That's, that's really what I'm mad about. That's the problem. That's the problem. We need to bring back the milkman now. Yeah. Yep. All right. Podluck. Uh, this first one, uh, man, this is this bums me. I feel like they're abusing the fans now in this instance. Uh, I know you guys aren't big uh, comic book nerds or movie nerds. I am, but uh, I, I I feel bad for them. Similar to Doctor Who yesterday when we talked about how the fans are kind of like their opinions are never taken. Uh, uh, they don't matter anymore in the corporate level. It says, rumor, the Flash post-credit scene revives Ben Affleck's Batman and kicks off Justice League 2. This is not true at least in my opinion there's no way they bring <gasps> no ben. how there's, did they lie to us uh I, I ben affleck is likely like he doesn't want it he's, he's said that he's jaded that he's getting too old he's now busy. he's marrying that one girl right he, he's ma he's getting married to jennifer lopez again they're gonna he's probably gonna make Geely too fingers crossed uh and, and i just don't see this happening but the the fans of Zack snyder's justice league are so rabid that they managed to get uh something as unwieldy as a movie studio to finish a uh director's cut of a movie that was never supposed to exist after he was cycled out for joss whedon and they're so rabid that they now are going to use them as promotion to it feels like they're going to use them as promotion so it says new intel from a recent screening suggests that the flash indeed has a post-credit scene in which the snyderverse back Batman survives and it has huge implications for that corner of the DCEU all while hoping that Ezra Miller is not picking up anyone in a bar and throwing them on the ground very <laughs> gently while playing the flash that's like what we're hoping feather. like a feather like a very a very very careful feather as the flash <laughs> Uh, the information comes from uh, a YouTube scoop set from YouTube Scoop Center and Geekosity by way of the site and its EIC Mikey Sutton, whose inside sources, a part uh, it should be really stressed from a re uh, related Reddit leak, hasn't uh, hasn't been verified. So, like I said, oh, you don't say, you don't say. Uh, it says in the scene, uh, Batfleck. I do love that they still call him Batfleck. <laughs> uh, finds himself thrown into the future where he summons the Flash of his reality to find us. Abdul's source didn't specify, but Sutton says that that says. Affleck lands in the nightmare world and the stinger is supposed to set up Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 as the film is still ha as if the film no as the film is still happening I don't see this movie getting like I really do think that they're just like they started trying to make this world a reality in like the 2016 20 like theoretically earlier because it was filmed earlier than that before Batman vs Superman came out and it's just been a colossal um, I wouldn't say failure uh, aspects of it have been successful, but for the most part, it's not Marvel, which is what they were trying to do and failing to do. So if that was your, my metric shouldn't, your metric should always be like, what was your goal when you created something? And if what they wanted was a successful franchise that seemed to have a lot of similarities to Marvel, they never succeeded. Mm -hmm. So continuing to try and do this just seems like a fool's errand. I don't like what they're going to do instead, like killing off Henry Cavill as Superman so that they can have uh, Sasha Calais as Supergirl, which is stupid because nobody, let's face it, nobody cares. Nobody Nobody wants that people want Henry Cavill as Superman because Henry Cavill is freaking awesome. Uh, it says uh, the scene. Uh, so it says uh, uh, at all signs pointed to Affleck leaving the role in super franchises altogether. Originally, Sutton claims that the changes and proposed scene in which his Dark Knight is killed off was scrapped. Uh, as for why Affleck quit so publicly, and this is the one part that. I thought made it worth talking about. Sutton believes the actor is engaging in a basic negotiations uh, play. He is holding out for more money and using whatever leverage he has to get it. No. 
Uh, I, I'm I'm open to being wrong, but I think the dude is just over it. Him and his uh, fiance are looking to buy like hundred gazillion dollar, million, million dollar, dollar home. I think he's ready to settle the frick down. Yeah, I don't think he cares. It's a, the reason it's such a bummer is because he's uh, he's that per- first instance of like a dude who loved Batman. So getting a guy to play Batman who loved the character uh, and like had like a bat. He he built like a bat cave in his first house that he built that he <laughs> bought for himself. So the dude clearly loves the franchise. So there's a lot of mythology around the idea of somebody really really passionate about what they're doing uh, and the people feel like that makes for better art. Um, in this industry it's so unwieldy. There's so many levels to the corporate structure of it. I, I, I hesitate to believe that that actually can affect it because the script is going to be what the script is and so many levels of the corporate apparatus come into play before he gets to have a say in that uh, if he's not a high level producer that I, I it's good that he cares but I don't know if it would have necessarily made the project better. Says, however, it's not looking like he will direct it. Yeah, that was never going to happen. Uh, he was originally supposed to direct the Batman movie that just came out with Robert Pattinson. He was supposed to star and direct in that when they replaced him with Matt Reeves. Did you read this headline that Robert Pattinson refused to work out for the Batman because he didn't want to set a precedent? Uh, that was a troll. Like that, He was kidding. I really think that's... Even if he wasn't. People were pissed about that. If he was kidding, it's funny. And if he wasn't funny, kidding, it's even funnier. He's in like, uh, he's got that dry sense of humor that like rubs some people the wrong way. I get a kick out of it, but that's. I that's, saw it as like a collection of like headlines where it's like no one commits to a bit like Robert Pattinson. That's true. It's, it's yeah, absolutely he's a true. funny dude. He is. All right. So I'm just saying, I, I don't see this as being something. Um, something that would end up happening uh, but it would be cool if it did like i guess it's one of those things where i'd be if i'm right i'm right i get to be right if i'm wrong cool then i would like it to, i'd like to be wrong because i'd actually like to see this happen but i don't see that being something that comes to pass all right rachel how did we say this name deloche deloche williams oh, uh i have to see if this will load i had to way back machine this uh rachel deloche uh wayback uh, machine something that we it's an internet archive. We're a current... No, I know what it is, but okay. like we're a current news show. Why are uh, It wouldn't let me... It's it from nine hours ago. It's just... It has a membership. It, yeah. Oh. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I respect you. Yep. Yes. Sorry. We uh, do what it takes. I thought you were saying like you're just... I just like have... This has been bothering me for years and I feel like I need to talk no. about that. <laughs> Which I would also think would be hilarious. Just, like once... A, I, I like I, I had a thing like where I was like once a, once an episode I want to include a topic that's like a year old and not... And not mention it's it. like instead of the uh like it, your segment is like i'm not over this I, yeah i must discuss that's a good that idea good, yeah. that's a good idea we should, okay, should they're giving me commission on we're gonna ideas. we're gonna have to all the great ideas happen on pop culture crisis dane yes. said it she said it that's a that's a I'm i not, didn't say it i just said that i trademark all of my ideas <laughs> so it says rachel deloche williams who was defrauded by fake heiress and con artist how did you pronounce her name in the show i didn't anna watch sorokin her fake name was anna delvey okay uh i only know aaron, uh, aaron sorkin who is a director and a fantastic one uh anna sorokin uh I, I i watched one episode of inventing anna and it was the most i, I almost fell asleep i, I just I it's so good for women i don't care like i just like, <laughs> I, like to this I don't care about the theranos chick i don't care about this i like it because we need women to like be evil in trouble yeah. okay, there was, <laughs> i love that there was this podcast i really like called criminal broads and oh. the girl who started it wrote a book about like women who kill and then her second book was about con women like women who are con yeah. artists and anna sorkin was a chapter in it and she just ended her podcast she says she's not gonna do it anymore i'm not really sure why oh. but her, she has two books i highly recommend them They're, it's nice. really interesting because it is it does have that like women who are on the wrong side of the law bad villain kind of thing um and right. i that's the first time i had heard about this 
case of Anna Delvey. And I, it sounds interesting, but like, I have feel like I've heard enough about it in like an hour long podcast that like, I don't need to watch a whole TV show. Yeah. Um, But her issues. But it is ongoing. She is in court right now. Yeah. And and Rachel Deloche Williams issue is that she's saying that they're, uh, they took extreme liberties with uh, her character or her, you know, of course. Also, did she make money from it? Because if she got defrauded. She had no involvement. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, she got defrauded. So, and. Anna Delvey's not going to pay her back, so she still has the debt. She's got like $5,000 back of something like $65,000. Not only did I lose money and they defrauded me, but I'm not making money off it either. It, she was idiotic no, for but, like, getting she that needs money, to make some money taken yeah. from her in the first place. Oh, and yes. that's why they used the show to make her look like an idiotic sycophant. It's, it's just... She did. She was dumb. Yeah. Williams, who wrote a book about her friendship with Delvey titled My Friend Anna, said that. So she probably made money off the book. Yeah. Right. She well, had not to, a ton. I have never I bought heard the of this book, book before. So. You did. <laughs> I haven't read it, but okay. I did buy it. Okay. Said the. So you you have contributed. Uh, we, we, uh, we. These we, are reparations to Rachel Deloche Williams. We disclose any well, and all I'm financial. Just saying, like, if she helped <laughs> Netflix with the show, like if they, they were interviewing her about it, like. No. She should have been smarter and had a contract that was like, you will pay me. I have to make some money. No, but it yeah. says, uh, she says the show diverged so much from the truth and was so irresponsible in its storytelling. Speaking to Stylish, she said it's reckless to create backstories for characters that are fictional in a way that changes the truth of who they are. Kind of like making a movie about Anne Boleyn and changing. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, of course, entertainment is valid and stories need to be told. But I think this show does that in a way that's very irresponsible. Uh, Williams has previously criticized her shocking portrayal in the Netflix series in which her character, played by Katie Lowe's, Katie Lowe's was on Scandal. She's great on that. Uh, appeared opportunistic and shallow. Of course, she's not going to ca- categorize herself as opportunistic well, and Anna shallow. Well, Anna was, was sure. categorized as opportunistic and shallow as well. So. I feel like it's a world of opportunistic shallow That was people. the whole point. Yeah. So it says she wrote in Time Magazine that she was not involved in the show, adding, I learned at the same time as the rest of the world that the series would feature Katie Lowe's as a character named Rachel, described by Netflix in the following terms, a natural-born follower whose blind worship of Anna almost destroys her job, her credit, and her life. Uh, maybe she took more in, uh, like issue with being called a blind follower. That might be a problem. Uh, but while her relationship with Anna is her greatest regret, the woman she becomes because of Anna may be her, Anna's greatest creation. So even with Anna's horrible behavior, she creates a great human being. That's very nice of her, I suppose. In her interview, the former Vanity Fair photography editor also added that because Net- so she was a Vanity Fair photography okay that's okay uh added that because netflix based her character's background on her real life education and work and experiences it should have been honored uh it should have honored certain facts so she takes issue with where the liberties were taken which i would too i'm sure like what what does Uh, she mean by uh, that she said i never defrauded my company where i worked i was never investigated or suspended none of that actually happened and that crosses a line yeah, uh, maybe there are some degrees of truth that can be a subjective, but when it comes to facts, you can't just rearrange them. But yes, okay. you can. I, That's literally can. what storytelling is. Yep. They is can. rearranging the facts. I and do understand her spin. claim of like this is a picture of who I am. So like, should she apply for another job? And someone's seen that show and be like, oh, but she defrauded Vanity Fair. Like, yep. I could understand where that might be grounds for some legal action because it's like damaging to her character. I'm not sure it would win, but like. I could understand where there might be some conflict there. But also, there. it's a TV show. Like, I don't think everyone but is assuming we're in, it's, it's a documentary. We're in a generation now where kids are going to, like, kid, they're not going to get their history from history yeah, books. They're going to get their history from really TV shows. Also, like, they don't 
know what was or wasn't distorted, right? Yep. I guess if this you is... Google this woman's full name, all that comes up is anything related to Anna. Yeah. Yep. She's going to have to write another book just so that that becomes the newest results uh, yeah. when stuff comes up. So, or change her name. Or change her name. She or make a YouTube video called My Truth. <laughs> or, you know, man, I could do a whole video on my hatred of the term My Truth. My Truth about My Truth. Yeah. I like the Why I Left BuzzFeed ones that would try. <laughs> Those are so funny. They're so funny. <laughs> it's the same thing every time. And, and like, that's the best. What was the same thing about it? They all talk about how, like, we have no creative control. We're underpaid and overworked. And yeah, da -da -da -da. which is like, and, and they set, like, these weird milestones. Which is like, yes, that, that, like, not good for BuzzFeed, but like, it makes sense that they're capturing all these young creative people. Like, uh, Sophia Nygaard, who's one of the biggest names who's kind of broken off from that, mm -hmm. she would talk about how she was like doing these series, but she had no rights to her content. And I actually think that's an interesting. Ooh, we just talked about that the other day. Yeah, I actually think they're all really interesting, but it is like every single one of them said the same things. And from the outside, everyone that. who didn't like BuzzFeed was like, we know you work for a bad company. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. we, And I, I just love to see these millennials in, in media getting, you know. Yeah, there was over. one girl I watched. Missing was like, Link Media, man. She was like, Screwed. I just thought if I worked harder, like, it would be good and be rewarding. That's like, no, toxic corporate cultures want to eat you alive. Like, yeah. how could you not see that? She'd be like, yeah. I sacrificed my personal life. And I was like, that's a bad idea. Like, Fun fact, not taking your vacation days will not make them like you where more. Were you, where was your family being like, this job is not worth dying over? Yep. But, so. Yeah, but BuzzFeed made annoying videos in like 2015, so. Yep. Yeah, now they're they're having their downfall. Poor, poor BuzzFeed. They had it. multiple downfalls. You, that, well, <laughs> they just went public and like instantly the stock just like, <laughs> nobody cared yeah uh, it was crazy because i was like i just imagine like they like somebody's like buzzfeed went pub public and somebody's like why why did they go why who, who the hell who actually like i have buzzfeed like i open the tab like once a week and i go oh it, it's almost like opening the mary sue or or kotaku like it's it's i'm not i don't need it i don't need that in my life it's buzzfeed just, is just for weird quizzes like yes that's all buzzfeed is for in my opinion yeah um, we're going to continue on the, the creepy Kardashian Photoshop trend. This is not a trend I wanted I anything to do with. I called this out. Brent did not believe me. She yesterday says to me, she goes, he looks Photoshopped. I'm like, we could have scoop page six. We, what are you guys doing? And I just, I just said, like, it could just be the, I mean, there's, I was like, there's a million, there's like. But you felt be... that way about, we had this debate when she, we should looked at the North, uh, photoshopped yesterday we were like is that photoshop? yeah yeah that's photoshop we saw that like her stomach got pulled in and you didn't see it uh i was focused more on like the, he just the, wasn't sure. the color was blown because that's how good kim kardashian photoshopping yeah, is it almost looks i love look the... this is how kim kardashian or whoever shows... she hires to do no it. i like right. the idea that she does it like i like the idea that she's, she's just, just like on she's in for hours they actually like she like has like a side job where she works as like a photoshopper for <laughs> magazines and she just does it because she loves photoshop like so if much. she hadn't gone into pr or yeah i've been a lady sort of lawyer i guess she would have been a professional photoshopper yeah. the thing is this is how kim kardashian shows her love like she That's doesn't exactly photoshop anyone she doesn't like you know what i mean that was what i said to her it's not that it's an ethical or good thing to do but like <laughs> but it's so she must really like him that now like, I, women are supposed to be the muses that are like worked on like made into a certain well, vision she don't need no gender roles imagine, like if you're dating someone and they're like yeah yeah I mean, maybe people do this to like their boyfriends on Facetune. I don't use Facetune, but like, the like it's weird. If he do. ever wondered, like, does she not like something about me? And she was like, he like only has to check her Instagram she's to like, see what yeah, she's like. I yeah, wish she had I a really better hate jawline. Your nose and your jawline and your beard and the and better your idea eyes. is that 
<laughs> she never tells him. And then like when they break up and he's getting, he's having photos taken elsewhere. And he's like, why do I look so ugly in all my recent photos? I'm good. having in a shape. crisis about yeah. it. He's like, I'm getting in shape because I broke up. Like I'm, I'm looking better. I'm eating healthier. And I just look awful in these photos. And then it comes out that she's been Photoshopping his pictures the whole yeah. time. The other day when we looked at the photo of that, of that she had uh, Photoshopped of Northwest, I kept thinking, like looking at her, like, Oh, she doesn't look like she's photoshopped herself. And then I put it together like, no, no, she just paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in plastic surgery so she can skip that portion. That's like right. it's a time saving effort. Well, yeah, it's it's like a plug in. The way what's crazy about that is she still does it even after that. She does it afterwards, which is crazy. But like, again, imagine how much time she would spend photoshopping everything if she hadn't invested in herself this I just think that's crazy. It, it's making me think of the variety interview again where she's just like get your ass up and work mm -hmm. and now i'm just picturing her on her phone on face soon for hours get your ass that's up and photoshop career. she's getting her ass up and working she's like if you she guys knew how on many the treadmill <laughs> if you guys knew how many hours a day i had to spend uh, photoshopping pete's jawline <laughs> you guys would not be criticizing my lack of a work ethic uh, my biggest thing is like I, I think it's funny about like I can't think of many celebrities who regularly rock like a beard of some sort that's not full, like usually because it's Hollywood. That's full so you can grow it. it yeah, it's it's like you, but usually in Hollywood it's very well taken care of and manicured. You know, I, I say manicured, but it's very trimmed. But his is very like patchy and just doesn't really fill in. Isn't this I guess the guy Pete's who's whole famous thing is looking bad. So. Yeah, and isn't this the guy who's famous for like living in his mom's basement? Like good for him. I don't know, like. It's not surprising to me that he has a weird scraggly beard. Says, so it says uh, Pete's nose and neck appeared uh, were not altered in any way. The insider shares the image shown in the side by side shows his face at a different angle and he is smiling larger. So it cannot be apples to apples comparison. My biggest thing I said, like, look, the lighting is vastly different. If you guys like, I, I thought was it. I, it wasn't you. I sent the, I sent somebody a video very recently about uh, it's a light circling a, a person's face and it shows you how yeah. different the emotions a person can be conveyed just by changing the lighting. So I'm always yeah. weary of like, look, he's in the studio setting in that first photo. That is going to be a drastically different image than him at night on a phone in a in a sure, sure, sure. I get in you. a in a pizza restaurant eating Kanye pizza. Okay, um, but I'm sorry, Pete Davidson does not look like that. Yes, he just doesn't. He just doesn't. So, so what part is it that she photoshopped? His jawline and his nose. So here and up here. Well, you can definitely probably like, other things too that we are not noticing. She's like his eyes aren't quite white enough his, there like, on the ear outside. Is weird, so she like yeah. fixed it. She like fills in his hairline or something. Yeah. It's, uh, so she's. She Would you guys she, photoshop the person you were dating? Like if no. They, if there's a picture and they don't look their best, would you Photoshop it to Just correct it? Just don't post it if you don't like it. Exactly. Like yeah. one of the weirdest things is like if you ever like um, if you ever want a, an interesting experiment, take uh, your phone and then if you get like we have like the the Polaroid camera here, just carry around a Polaroid camera for like a week and take a photo like once a day during doing something interesting. It will you will always like the photo because of the process it takes that you can't edit it in the moment and it's there's something more about the process of actually taking a physical photo that is printed out either instantly or a roll that you turn in it means more to you in some weird way you don't know why but it does uh, and when we do it on a phone, it's so disposable, it's so digital right. that the it, it would almost be worse to edit like a, a 35 millimeter you can just photo. take a million. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's part of the culture. You know, people take photos to send their friends, but then they like uh, they take it five times, six times to make sure they get just the right photo. And yeah. there's something we said about how we present ourselves to the world, uh, even outside of the idea of photoshopping, but that we only want to present uh, what we believe is the best image of ourselves forward when in the past you really didn't have the 
option to do that. And Pete Davidson's out here like I don't get. He's like I work very hard to not care to not look like I work on how I look, and you're out here photoshopping me. He's like it takes a lot of work to not put in any work with my appearance, and I take offense to this. The final product is still just disturbing. I think it's the body language that is throwing me off. He's just like. He's very passive. She's very much like the dominant person oh, yeah. in this she's, in this photo. Like she, she's she's looking away from him where whereas he has his eyes closed and it's just like you know, something's very off about this photo. There was also a really funny thing that it's not even relevant of like uh of like Machine Gun Kelly trying to like reach into Megan Fox and she like Oh, I saw the video, yeah. pushes him away. It's very funny. Trouble in paradise. Yeah, already. He's going to have to take that ring off her finger already. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then there was uh, this one. Uh, I don't even need, know if I can read that on air, <laughs> but um, this is my problem. Where we have talked so much about reality TV lately, about how I don't watch reality TV. When you watch it, like I watch, I read a lot of stuff all day about like scenes from movies, right? And they talk about this crazy thing happened in this episode of this show, and you're like, wow, that's crazy. But this is like, I have no idea if this is real life. Or if this has, any, or, or if this is, just, or if it was literally planned just because of their new show. So it says Kim Kardashian sobs over possible new sex tape. We talked about it the other day. Worries Ray J might have used foreign object while she slept. It's just getting increasingly absurd. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's absurd. Like, uh, and, and like, I don't know that there's something almost manipulative about the fact that I can't tell whether this was, uh, it, it, it's like if the kids are involved in this and they don't have a say in it and their life is this pseudo reality. That's weird to me. Like I, I take, I take issue with it, especially when it's claims like this. It's crazy that she's upset. I mean, to me, it's crazy that she's upset that like this accusation surfaced apparently in a game that one of her kids was playing. So she's going to include it in her reality TV show, which is going to be aired that eventually her children will inevitably yeah, see. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, if you really didn't want them to be exposed to this, why are you eventually exposing them to this? These are the questions I keep asking myself, expecting myself to be able to come up with an answer, and I can't. Uh, and it's a sign of the world we live in today, uh, about the way that our culture, uh, whether it's because of phones, technology, that entertainment and reality are kind of becoming, the lines are blurred more and more every single day, and I take issue with that. One of the reasons I love about movies that I talk about is that I don't want movies that feel super close to reality. I love escapist entertainment that feels uh, dialed up to 11 in a way that isn't realistic in any way, shape, or form. I don't want life in every movie or TV show to, to mirror reality reality because there's enough reality here for all of us like there's enough to be depressed about in the real world i don't want to see it in my movies and stuff too but in these shows where you literally have no idea is she did this actually happen was this a script uh for the show they might not write full scripts but there's definitely outlines that's how they do that's how they develop the narratives yeah. for these things like so like i don't know what's real and what isn't but this isn't being portrayed as something on a tv well, show people have been saying that keeping up seemed a lot more scripted than the kardashians i haven't watched the new yeah. one yet so i don't know if that is true but um i'm really appreciating kim's crying face <laughs> so juvederm they can't I love it <laughs> they can't see it in this picture unfortunately the 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 screen grab uh timed out but it is very um <laughs> um it's it's epic so i just i i just i have this weird thing where i don't like the idea that there's this um unstable ground i'm on when trying to figure out whether this is reality or not and that uh, that i take issue with i don't know if that bothers you what do you mean? That, like, I think that's the whole appeal of reality TV. But I hate that. I hate. I, I mean, love it. That's, I hate it. Like, I think it's because you're a man. Could be. You don't like that it's 
a show or like what's your objection to it? Sorry. I don't like the fact that I don't know if this is actually real or not. I don't know if this is it's coming. It's being said on a TV show. Right. But they're not referring to this as a scene from a, uh, just a TV show. They're saying that it's something to do with her real life that she's complaining about. Yeah. And there is a and there is a distinction that should be made that isn't being made because her life, her reality and fiction, you know, her fic her life is fiction. Her life is nonfiction is a little bit of both. That when you do a show like this, yeah, you might be, it might be part of your real life, but you're still scripting it and developing a narratively driven uh, story that you tell each and every week that goes through thousands of hands, uh, whether it's through editing, filming, all of this stuff comes together and all these, but this is a very personal story that they're talking about. I here. think what's weird about it is that she is upset that like her children are possibly going to have to learn about these sort of unsavory facts about her life in a public way that's out of her control which like we talked about last time i was on i understand why that might be a concern for her you know hindsight's 2020 maybe you should have made decisions differently maybe you should like think about the consequences of your actions and the fact that like recording yourself having sex could leak at any time like there's no way to prevent that what's weird to me about this and again it makes it it makes her less sympathetic is that she's like i'm very concerned about this issue because my children might have to think about it or be exposed to it yeah. so i'm gonna put it on my reality tv show which puts it out to the world so that they are inevitably going to be exposed to it again mm -hmm. like it just seems like at this point she's encouraging it because even yeah. if it's not real like even if this idea that like there's another tape out there is fake like so you're bringing it up so your kids have to be reminded that you made a sex yeah, tape and that's perpetuating why you're like problem i don't i feel like supposedly if you really so valued your privacy and you were concerned about what your children are being exposed to you would handle this off air quietly right and therefore she becomes in, unsympathetic because it seems like she's making a mountain out of a possible not non-existent molehill to benefit the ratings of a reality TV show. In a world where celebrities really don't get to control their reality, the media controls your reality, whether we like it or not, uh, the media can, can change the reality of what people think about you in a, in a heartbeat. Uh, she kind of has to, she's got an iron fist over controlling what is true about her in the public sense. And I think there's control issues there that come into it. And it's this weird, like, because her, uh, her TV show and her real life are so meshed together, whereas an actor or an actress who they are on screen and who they are, uh, in real life are very different usually. Um, she has to have like this really, really ironclad control over what is, uh, documented about her. And it's just, I don't like the ambiguity of it. I really don't. It's, uh, it makes me, I just think it's poor judgment on her part. Like if this was really a problem, probably you should handle it differently. Yeah. Well, well, I was saying, but the, so it's like the, the cynical side of me says like, she, she, she sure she's crying in that photo, but she's still promoting it. So mm -hmm. like how much could it really bother? Could it bother her really? Like, it's just the, the inability to find stable footing when discussing it might be why it keeps coming up and why I find it so frustrating like and fascinating. I think it's a pivot to being like, look, I'm a victim in some ways. Like, yeah. I may not know what happened to me, but then, like, again, maybe it's just my values coming out, but, like, you are ultimately harm. Like, it seems like you're putting your kids in a more unstable, uncomfortable position and also not responsibly handling this. You continue to choose to use this to promote your career as opposed to prioritizing your children's privacy and what they're exposed to. I don't know. It just, it seems weird to me. I really have a lot more to say about it on that. Like she's just going to make decisions that don't make sense to me. They don't make sense. They don't, mm -hmm. they don't to me at all. All right. That's uh that was just, I think it's just, I'm endlessly fascinated by the ambiguous nature of what is real and what isn't uh, because of the, the way that production works in that industry. So that's just me.
Yeah, I assume when you've been doing a reality TV show like that for so long, you just always have it in the back of your mind. Like, maybe I can use this for something. Maybe it's worth having it out there. And, like, I just assume... Then you have to weigh that decision. Yeah, and I just assumed, like, this kind of thing, you know, I... I believe she, and there's no reason to doubt that she genuinely loves and cares for her children, right? Yeah. But like the logic of being like, I'm worried that they'll be exposed to this weird accusation or information, so I'm going to make it an even bigger deal doesn't make sense to me. No, not me either. Absolutely not. All right. Well, Hannah Claire, thank you. Thank you thank guys you. so much for having me. It's been a ball. Uh, it's the end of the, you had a full, almost a full week of episodes with us this week. You're yeah, basically the, I was you're, here like what, for half of the shows you guys did this week? Yep. Six a week? Yes. Yep. Yeah. You're basically we're so grateful. We no, are. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, uh, we were, it's probably going to be me and, uh, Mary on Sunday, unless anybody, uh, wants to guest unless us. Unless I'm back uh, for the 99th <laughs> episode. If you want to come back <laughs> for, for the, Easter, back. so I can't, can't, but you know. Um, for Sunday, we don't, uh, I think Shane is still out of town, so it'll probably just be me and Mary. Contact oh. Chris Carr again. I, uh, I always love having Chris Carr, the executive editor of TimCast.com. <laughs> I may have to, I may have to ask him and see what he says. So, uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. You can find me on Gab at B. You can find me on Twitter at HCBrimelow. And you can find me, of course, on TimCast.com. Click on the read tab. You are very generous with uh, with your outro, given the fact that I did not give you a proper intro the today. The best part of that is like I am the worst social media poster of all time, and I mostly recite them for everyone so that I feel obligated to start being interesting. There but, you, you yeah, know, it is what it is. Not sure that's going to happen. Mary, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Closer Kitty and maybe TikTok one day if they respond to my appeal. The the Chinese bots will have to get back to you on that one. Yeah, we're still waiting on that. Someday. Uh, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. For the show, please go to the YouTube channel, like the videos, leave comments on the videos, uh, and then subscribe. If you subscribe to the channel, you will be. we are now over 21K. Uh, 21.2, yeah, last I checked. Baby. That is a very big deal. We are very grateful. Um, it is an honor. It really is. Uh, in the description box for all of the YouTube videos is a link to the Spotify playlist. It is the entire podcast, start to finish, unabridged. It's the best way to listen to us uh, every, each and every day, Monday through Friday. We're on Amazon Music as well, Apple Podcasts. We're on Pandora. And then on social media, we are on Twitter at popculture underscore show. We are on Instagram now. Again, we are there at uh, it's at hop at pop culture crisis pod, pod at pop culture crisis pod. And then we were on Facebook and TikTok at pop culture crisis because we weren't able to get all of them under the same name, yes. but uh, the them's the breaks. So <laughs> thank you for being with us this week, guys. We'll be back with another episode on Monday. We'll see you then guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.